The Dream Cloud Flash Sale is here, today through Monday only. If you want better sleep, you need the Dream Cloud Luxury Hybrid Mattress. Order today and get 25% off any mattress, plus $499 in premium accessories. Visit dreamcloudsleep.com. Hurry, this offer ends Monday. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You work for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden, New York City. And happy Easter, right? We just came off of the Easter weekend, and as Christians all over the world were celebrating the resurrection of uh, their Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, some folks hear the name of Jesus and they get upset. One of those folks, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. Now, the congresswoman tweeted a video of a group of Christians on what some are saying a chartered flight, others are saying it wasn't, moving some Ukrainian uh, refugees. And I'll get into the story, but I want you to hear a little bit of what it sounded like. She posted a 30-second or 15-second clip of the popular worship tune, How Great Is Our God, and tweeted a video of it with the following caption. I think my family and I should have a prayer session the next time I'm on a plane. How do you think it'll end? And this is what they were doing. You got people standing up, people in the aisles stringing their guitar, people with their phones out. Seems like a grand old time. And nobody seems to be complaining. It looks like they're all together, this group. So I don't know if uh, there were some people, there's one guy with a green shirt, he's kind of like, yeah, look, I didn't sign up for this, (laughs) but it's not that obvious. You know, I could be uh, overstating it here. But interestingly, uh, we don't know all of the facts of if it was a chartered flight, if it wasn't a chartered, we do know it wasn't in the United States because nobody's wearing a mask. Uh, That's an FAA thing. And uh, again, Representative Ilhan Omar, now she's taken flack for this. She's under fire for deriding a video with showing passengers singing Christian songs. This is according to the New York Post and wondering what would happen to her. Well, I think most Americans are rather tolerant. Now, of course, there's some people that are going to take exception and be a little bit uh, concerned because you know what? People who did yell Allah u Akbar in a prayer did end up taking over our Airlines and using them as missiles and blowing up the Pentagon and blowing up the the Twin Towers and one of them landing in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. So that was a thing that actually happened, right? What did she like to say? Some people did something. And people took uh, exceptions to that as well. Now, the video uh, captioned worshiping Jesus at 30,000 feet in the air was shot and posted on the Instagram of Jack Jens Jr., who founded a group called Kingdom Realm Ministries, and that's according to TMZ. Hashtag Jesus is taking over this flight, he wrote. Now, several Republicans, they're ripping Omar for expressing this anti-Christian sentiment. That's according to Fox News. Uh, Again, I think she's just being a a troll. I don't think it's necessarily anti-Christian. I think she's making the case, like most do, that we have to make this push for secularism. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. But uh, one person going online saying, why do you hate Christians, Ilhan? If the freedom of religion that we enjoy here in America disturbs you, feel free to pack your bags and go back to Somalia and take your brother with you. 
Oh, my God. And that's somebody. Vernon Jones, a congressional candidate in Georgia. Then there's a congressional candidate coming out of Florida. Big shout out to Florida. Jose Castillo. And he says, in America, Muslims can and do pray in public. He added in a tweet that if Omar wants a country where Christians aren't allowed to do the same thing, then Omar should go back to her own country. Apparently referring to Somalia, where the naturalized U.S. citizen was born. All right. Well, I'm not going to read this whole thing to you guys, but it was interesting. And I thought, you know what? What a great way to talk about how we um, celebrated Easter, right? Because this is what it's uh, ultimately come down to. But now that's not the only person that's out there. Jesus's name gets a lot of people mad. This time in Miami, according to the Miami Herald, they're upset. Why? Prayer proclamation in Miami schools causes a stir when a board member says Jesus is the only God. This is by Summer Brugal in the Miami Herald, April 15th. A measure to commemorate the National Day of Prayer in Miami-Dade Public Schools on Wednesday led to an outpouring of support but caused a stir when one board member suggested God and Jesus Christ were the only God leading the vice chair to apologize for the hurt, pain, and anguish caused by board members. Ay ay ay. So now this goes on, blah, 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 blah. The issue began with a resolution proffered by board member Christy Fraga calling for the school board to recognize Thursday, May 5th. By the way, Thursday, May 5th, 2022, and every year, is actually a big deal. Why? Not because it's Cinco de Mayo, It's because Cinco de Mayo is my birthday. Yes, I was born on Cinco de Mayo, so it's always great to celebrate on Cinco de Mayo. Anyway, that's a quick aside. And they want to recognize Cinco de Mayo as National Day of Prayer, lucky me, within the schools in Florida, in accordance with Congress designating the first Thursday in May as National Day of Prayer. Fraga said that her measure made no changes to classroom or district policies, she told the Herald on Thursday. Rather, she wanted to unite people of all faiths and encourage those who want to get together to pray and do so. And it goes on. Lots of parents and community organizations like the Christian Family Coalition, they say on their website, it's a mission of theirs to empower families at the grassroots level, to give them a voice in their government once again. And they spoke at Wednesday's board meeting. Most were in favor of the measure, with some saying it was their right and their children's right to pray in school. Some evoked the Constitution. One claimed that religion in this country was under attack. I would agree with that, in particular, Christian religion. (laughs) And most of the people that were there uh, espoused the Christian faith. Here's a quote. We fully support the rights of students to pray individually in school, and that is a right already afforded them by law. Josh Sales, he's the director of Jewish Community Relations and Government Affairs for the Greater Miami Jewish Federation, and he said that in a statement on Thursday. But based on previous experience, he added the needs of the Jewish community and other minority religions have often been overlooked when overly broad legislation addressing religion is proposed and such legislation also has the potential to blur the lines between church and state. Sales said that this does acknowledge that the resolution appears to maintain proper First Amendment boundaries. The resolution was updated prior to Wednesday's meeting to ensure it aligned with blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. You can read this. I'll tweet it out, at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And I think this is interesting because 
Christians seem to be the only group that really ticked people off, right? You, you've got, like I said, there were radical Islamists, and they're not to be compared to every Muslim out there. And, you know, there might have been some uh, immediate backlash, but by and large, people walk around celebrating their faith in, in their clothing. You can tell certain people by their religion just by the way they're dressed. And for the most part, they're not attacked. For the most part, Americans are very tolerant of other religions. Now, of course, there's some hateful groups that, you know, do crazy things like this New York City shooter and whatnot. But for the most part, that's how it goes, by and large. But the attack on Jesus just doesn't end right here. It's actually, in my opinion, a, a war on all of Christianity. And there's a uh, school in New Jersey where I happen to live. You know, I grew up in Brooklyn, but I'm in Jersey now. Four miles outside Times Square is where I am. I live right by the... Um, Hudson River in Montclair, New Jersey, Montclair State University had this event and I got a little bit of audio from it courtesy of Red Liberty Media. I want you to listen to this. Evangelicals have long framed these uh, attempts to, you know, bring more people of color into their churches and communities as racial reconciliation. During the, the, the Trump years, uh, anecdotally, a lot of interesting reporting about African-Americans leaving the predominantly white churches they had joined because they saw how racist the, the white evangelicals in those churches still were, and they would not listen to their concerns that they had raised about Donald Trump and, and racism. Uh, Faith communities that define COVID restrictions is not simply their prerogative as U.S. citizens. Rather, they regard it as a religious right. This anti-mask, anti-vax, anti-lockdown religious movement has demonstrated a powerful symbiosis with a surging white nationalism <laughs> that's willing to defy elected officials, ignore policies, and, as it turns out, even try to overthrow the government. Wow. So this is what's going on, right? Let me give you a little bit of uh, the scoop on this. Here's a headline from Red Liberty Media. Montclair State University holds anti-Christian Zoom panel opinion piece by Jocelyn Moon. Montclair University and its religion department recently hosted a Zoom panel called Anti-Vax, Anti-Mask, and Anti-American, question mark, how COVID denialism became a religious conviction. This panel focused on how religious convictions were putting people in danger. So again, the attack on religion is coming from every angle, inside of academia, inside of the government, inside of the classroom, on the web, the public square, Twitter, you name it. Everybody and everywhere, including Congresswomen doing it 30,000 feet above uh, sea level with people that are flying and not even in the United States. The article goes on. The underlying agenda behind this panel was that religion and white evangelical Christians were getting in the way of safety because their ideas on freedom are radical. Now, I just want to make an editorial note. I happen to be brown and I agree with most of what they're saying. They're not saying they want to impose their will on others. They're saying, don't impose your will on me. Now, one of the statements made in the panel by Mark Clatterbuck, chair of the uh, religion department, was that these faith communities insist that defining COVID-19 restrictions is not simply their prerogative as U.S. citizens, but rather they regard it as a religious right. And uh, several of the people here, and you, as you would imagine, and again, this is not a slight on them. This is for descriptive purposes biological males or that appear to be biological males 
maybe transitioning to female because of their makeup and their hair length and whatnot. I'll send the video out on my social media at Rich Valdez so you can take a look at it, but just to give you some context, some color in the story. Now, this leads to the ultimate question. Wasn't the foundation of our country based on faith? Isn't the reason the United States of America exists to protect our religious rights? On just one of these panels, they talked about everything under the sun regarding COVID-19 and how it came down to white evangelical Christians. Now, it just happens to be that there's a whole bunch of white evangelical Christians in the United States. So isn't it fascinating to you, it is to me, how they want to other, ostracize, marginalize this group, making them out to be the bad guys so that those on the fringe, those that are on the outside can feel welcome and say, you know what, this isn't really, the majority's not in control. People don't really like that. But the problem is, yes, they do. It was Easter over the weekend, and people were at home with their families. Businesses were closed down. It was a beautiful day, and nobody to be found. It was a very, very quiet day, at least in my area, uh, northern Bergen County. So it's clear to me that people still observe this stuff. On a regular Sunday, lots of things are happening. On an Easter Sunday, not so much, because people believe in faith. People believe in family. People believe in freedom, whether it's the freedom to do what they want to with their medical choices or what they want to do in life in general. That's what it's all about, right? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So who are we to get involved and say, you know what? No, you can't do that. I mean, hey, voice your opinion all you want. But this doesn't mean that we can control people and that we sh- we have to somehow uh, support or should move towards this uh, hyper-secularization of society, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll tweet the article out, but straight ahead, the far left continues with these attacks and... It's on what so many Americans like you and me hold dear. No wonder there's places like Miami. I love that Will Smith song, Bienvenido a Miami. And it's large, uh, excuse me, it's large Hispanic population. They take exception to that. Why? Because they they, they believe in faith and family and freedom and all that stuff. So find out why the DeSantis administration and the Florida Department of Education just rejected 54 textbooks. But first, I want to remind you about CrowdHealth. They're a great sponsor. And we had their CEO on this program a few weeks ago telling us all about how CrowdHealth's disruptive technology puts healthcare and decisions back in your hands, saving you money and cutting out the middlemen. Now, it's not insurance, but it's what insurance should be. Lobbyists are fighting to make sure that they have the competition, but you don't have any options. CrowdHealth isn't health insurance. That's why it works. There's no deductibles, no networks or complicated exclusions or copays. You can see any doctor you want. No, not like Obama said, but really. You pay the first 500 bucks and then submit your bills. And from there, the CrowdHealth community takes care of the rest. CrowdHealth is a new way to pay for health care. No doctor, no network, no huge premiums or high deductibles. No surprises. You pay one low monthly total. You fund your account, usually less than 200 bucks. 100% of your monthly contributions go towards health care costs and the community takes care of everything else. That's it. So stop paying for health insurance and your hard-earned dollars and giving them away to these companies. Go to joincrowdhealth.com right now and experience freedom from health insurance. You can get your first six months for just 99 bucks a month. That's 50% off the normal price. Just go to joincrowdhealth.com and use promo code THISISAMERICA when you sign up. That's joincrowdhealth.com, promo code THISISAMERICA. Join crowdhealth.com and use that promo code. This is America. All right, there's more to come straight ahead. Don't move a muscle. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. 
College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. This is America. Para Inglés, o primo número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. Ahora. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. Welcome back to the program. And uh, we're going to dive into the rest of this stuff because there's a lot of stuff going on. Why was it that Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, why did the Department of Education, rather, in Florida, why did they reject 54 different textbooks? Well, we're going to jump right into that. It's in Business Insider and a couple of other ones. Here's the headline. Florida Department of Education rejects 54 math textbooks citing references to critical race theory. Now, it's no surprise to me that Joe Biden's losing popularity in Florida, even amongst Hispanic voters. And we're going to get to that in a second. But according to this report on WFTV, the uh, State Department of Ed is blasting these textbooks and the publishers are very upset about this. But I want you to hear what this news report. Listen to this. It's real quick. According to the Florida Department of Education, state leaders have rejected more than 50 math textbooks from next year's curriculum. Citing references to critical race theory is one of the reasons. The state banned the teaching of critical race theory last year. 54 out of 132 of the textbook submissions won't be added to the list because they did not adhere to Florida standards or contain prohibited topics. The list of rejected books makes up about 41% of submissions. That is the most in the history of the state. Boom. More than 50 math textbooks from the curriculum for next school year because of references to critical theory, uh, critical race theory or whatever. But I learned about this from actually seeing one of the math problems that they tweeted out in a different state that uh, Ms. Pushaw from DeSantis's office went ahead and put out. And I'm going to read it to you. Y equals X plus two, three X plus six Y equals 12. And here's the, the math problem. Angelou, as in Maya Angelou, was sexually abused by her mother's blank at age eight, which shaped her career choices and motivation for writing. Here are the choices. A, mother's boyfriend. 
B, mother's brother. C, mother's father. Right, you want another one? X equals Y minus 1. Y equals 4X plus 21. Trying to support her son as a single mother, she worked as a pimp, prostitute, and blank. A, a bookie. B, a drug dealer. C, a nightclub dancer, or better known as a stripper. A nightclub dancer. Uh, I know nightclub dancers are actual a thing. Like they dance on pedestals while people are at a nightclub doing their thing. And maybe that's the case. Uh, I don't even know if they're referring to Maya Angelou per se. I don't know her like that. I do know that it was spelled similar to her. But the point here is, why are we talking about nightclub dancers and sexual assault in math problems? You know, when I did math problems, and again, yeah, maybe it's antiquated, but I don't think that helps you in any way to exceed in life if you change. Bob went to the farm and got three apples. Bob's three apples were sold to Jim John for X amount. You know, whatever it is. You know, Pepito went to the store and he bought three cafe con leche, right? And he's selling those cafe con leches to somebody else. Whatever you want to do. Jose bought them. We don't have to know what Jose did, who he was molested by, what any of that stuff. None of that stuff matters. But that's exactly what the left wants our children to learn about. This is why Governor DeSantis has been on a rampage. And I think governors across this country need to look at him as an example because he's fighting. He's doing what has to be done. Today, he signed a curriculum transparency bill in Daytona Beach. And while he was at the uh, unveiling of eight hundred or eighty million dollars, excuse me, that the state just awarded to the University of Florida Health System. He also took some questions and got asked about this policy about the books and what's going on with the publishers, and he had a pretty good response to that, so check this out. We got rid of Common Core, as you know. We have best standards, which is a a better uh, way to do a lot of things, but particularly math. I mean, one of the criticisms was the parents couldn't help their kids with the math homework, so any of the books that don't meet the best standards are are, um, are not going to be appropriate for us to use. Uh, You do have things like social and emotional learning and some of the other things that are more political in there. In our view on something like math, first, it doesn't meet the standards. But second, you know, math is about getting the right answer. And we want kids to learn to think so they get the right answer. It's not about how you feel about the problem or to introduce some of these other things. It's there's a right answer and there's a wrong answer. And we want all our students getting the right answers. And so most of the books that did not meet Florida standards for whatever reason happened to be in the early grades. Uh, As you get into the older grades, most of those books did meet the standards, but um, uh, we're going to continue to focus uh, the education on the actual strong academic performance of the students. Uh, We don't want things like math to have, you know, some of these other concepts introduced. It's not been proven to be effective, and, and quite frankly, it takes our eye off the ball. It 100% takes your eye off the ball because you're sitting there spinning your wheels talking about CRT and all the rest of this woke nonsense. This stuff is Bolshevik and nobody needs it. Now, Joe El Baboso Biden, not only does he uh, not stand a chance to even hold a candle next to the type of leadership that DeSantis puts out there, but he's also uh, in the hot seat. He is unpopular amongst who los hispanos the hispanics folks like me uh, americans of hispanic descent his approval rating is the lowest with hispanic voters according to a new poll oh dun 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 president biden's approval ratings continue to fall precipitously amongst hispanics in the united states this is according to fox news 
Biden's approval ratings amongst Hispanics are down to 26 percent, according to a recent Quinnipiac poll. This is nearly a 10 point drop from Biden's approval rating on April 6th. Whoa. When he maintained approximately 34 percent of the Hispanic population. Similarly, low approval was reported in most demographics. Quote, and I want you to listen to this audio clip I got from a buddy of mine on Instagram. The account is latinoswithtrump.com, and it's a man on the street interview, and basically they're asking these people, when life was better, who was the president? Was it Donald J. Trump or was it Joe Robinette Biden? Listen to this. Trump or Biden? Trump. ¿Por qué? Porque cuando Trump estuvo en el poder, todo estaba mejor. Yo Los de... precios, la gasolina, la paz en el mundo. Espero que Trump regrese. Trump o Biden? Trump. ¿Y por qué? Pues siento que fue mejor Trump. ¿Y qué piensas de Biden ahorita? Biden es como un títere. No tiene ni siquiera la fuerza física para moverse. Alguien detrás de él está gobernando. <laughs> All right. Big shout out to uh, Mind of Edward on Instagram for originally posting that. And again, for those of you who didn't understand, <laughs> the question was basically, when was things better for you? Were they better under Trump or better under Biden? And the one guy who they come back to in the beginning, who says, with the deeper voice, he basically says Biden's like a puppet. And you could see that he's being maneuvered, that he doesn't have the strength when he's out in public to really be in command of himself, let alone the country. In many words, that's what he said. So I thought that was very interesting. Biden's 35 percent job approval amongst registered voters ties with the low that he received in a Quinnipiac poll on January 12th, 2022, when his job approval rating was a negative 35 to 54. And that's according to Quinnipiac in their own data. Amongst registered voters, 35 percent approve of Biden's performance, while 55 percent disapprove and 10 percent saying no opinion. You know what that means. They don't want to put him to shame. So they're like, look, 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 uh, no comment, no comment, no comment. And the article goes on, and I will uh, put this out on social media, at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media. But what's interesting here is, of course, Hispanics are going to continue to drop off. You know why? Because they've realized, you know what, this, this is a sham. Thank goodness we've had the era of Trump, the era of DeSantis, this new wave of um, – Kind of like a Tea Party 2.0, if you will, right? The MAGA train or whatever you want to call it. But this resurgence of people saying, look, we love America and uh, we're going to let people know that we love America. We love um, the free market capital system. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to make some money. And Hispanics, if nothing else, they love the American dream. Because, listen, it's beautiful in the islands that we come from, right? Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, Cuba uh, and the rest of these countries, Mexico, whatever. I've been to Cancun. Absolutely gorgeous. If there was not an economic need, many people would just stay there. They come here because there's there's liberty. You're allowed to make money. The best form of liberty is the free market capital system. Because why? Because as a capitalist, you can own stuff and do stuff, which makes a lot of people happy. Now, I'm oversimplifying and I'm not preaching the love of money before anybody labels me a heretic. But I am saying that this is the land of opportunity. And like us, there may be others, but none that are better. And that's the point that I'm making. So, yeah, Joe El Baboso Biden, which is Spanish for bumbling and drooling and, uh, you know, like him. I got hairy legs. <laughs> you know, when he says the things he says and these incoherent statements, but yet he still has that muscle memory of a political gamesman, uh, a thuggish politician, things that you just don't lose because they're ingrained in who you are. So, 
very, very good article here. There's a few people they interviewed that are Puerto Rican and, and Cuban and whatnot. And uh, it really goes on to talk about, you know, why Hispanics are walking away. I like to say the Latinos are leaving the left because they love liberty, too. Anyway, I want to get to some um, new news that Joe Biden is, again, losing. How is he losing this time? Whoa, this is a big one. Breaking news. Do we have a, um, uh, like the old, old school ABC, Peter Jennings, Sam Donaldson type of, dun, 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 dun. No, do we have, no? All right, I will do my own breaking news a la Rush Bow. Breaking news. A federal judge has struck down Joe Biden's public transit mask mandate. And this is according to the Post Millennial. Here we go. U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mazel in Florida said that the authority of the Centers for Disease Control didn't extend to public transportation and that the implementation of the mandate was a violation of the administrative law. Oh, snap. There you go. Saying, quote, it is indisputable that the public trust has a strong interest in combating the spread of COVID-19. In pursuit to that end, the CDC issued the mask mandate, but the mandate exceeded the CDC's statutory authority, improperly invoking what they thought was the public good. But this exception comes to notice, and now it's a big deal when it comes to rulemaking. So they failed to adequately explain their decisions because our system does not permit agencies to act unlawfully, excuse me, unlawfully, even in pursuit of desirable ends. And that's a quote from the court. So the court declares unlawful and vacates the mask mandate. Mizell therefore wrote that the court declares it's unlawful. I just said that. Why do they repeat these things? Florida's press secretary, Christina Pusha, I just mentioned her before, uh, said that this was a victory for freedom. I completely agree. <laughs> Her saying, boom, there it is, victory for freedom. Excellent. Great job to uh, everybody involved, Governor Ron DeSantis, Ashley Moody, and, of course, Joe El Baboso Biden, who took the L right here. He took the L. Um, I guess that makes him the P word of the day. Joe Biden, you get the song. Pendejo. That's right. Joe El Baboso Biden is the pendejo of the day because, you know what, we knew from the beginning these mask mandates were unconstitutional. And these all of these things, they uh, exceeded the statutory authority of so many of these agencies, not the least of which was the government mandate, the this mandate, the other mandate, all sorts of these vax mandates. So we're going to continue to see, I think, more of that because people are overwhelmed. Not only are people are tired of this COVID and the nonsense and the masks and all that that we've kind of discovered are not as effective as they said they were. And I'm being very generous because this is going to go on the air. But no, 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 no. We're also very tired of all of the other craziness like Joe Biden's tacit complicity in helping Vlad, right? By not helping Ukraine, he's helping Vlad. Anyway, that's one of my thoughts. But I want to get to a bunch of more stuff, so don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. Straight ahead, we're going to get to what some groups who happen to be teachers now are saying they're going to do to your kids in the classroom. Don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. This- Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. 
Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. This is America. The 45th president, Donald Trump, thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good, Mr. Call Screener. Yeah. It's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S. At Rich Valdez on all the social media. And I want to welcome everybody that's listening from Philadelphia, 1210 WPHT. Of course, everybody that's tuning in, whether you're on the stream, whether you're listening um, live, however you're listening, if you're listening in Florida, California, New York City, everywhere else, Texas. I know we get a lot of folks from those areas. Big shout out to you and everybody in every city and every state across America, Finland, Australia, Israel. I know we have a lot of people out in those areas. So thank you for tuning in. And I want to talk about what's going on in the classroom. What are they going to do to your kids? Because just like the war on your faith, just like the war on our culture, on America, there is a war on what children are going to learn. There's a war for the future sexuality of your child, whether that kid knows it or not. Somebody wants him to be different than what they may feel like being. That's why they're promoting this stuff as aggressively as they are. With the uh, doctor, if you didn't listen to the last episode, make sure you check out the last episode. The last three I always recommend because they're only an hour long in radio. An hour is 42 minutes. So with uh, a short show like that, I think it's always good to listen to at least three in a row because if you have the time. Or, you know, work it into your schedule because I, I always revert back to the stories that we just uh, covered. And I think it's really important. But we had that psychologist that helped to lead the trans movement to get kids and teenagers to, uh, to transition And now this doctor, Dr. Anderson, is saying, nope, bad idea, guilty as charged, I shouldn't have done it. And they're uh, regretful because there are movements out there that are now after your kids. Listen to this. Still working against equal rights? We have a message for you. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked? Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children Happens bit by bit Quietly and subtly And you will barely notice it Just like you worried They'll change their group of friends You won't approve of where they go at night To protest But when you'll be disgusted When they start finding things online That you've kept far from their sight like information guess what you'll You'll still be all right we'll convert your children yes we will what in the name of all things good and holy were these glee rejects talking about this was like a horrific version of that tv show glee that my kids used to watch and thank god i have daughters that they didn't take too much into it but my goodness These guys are admitting that they're coming after your children. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm just showing you what's out there. And it's, you know, decorated in all the rainbow. And, of course, they're trolling, but they're serious because that's how they do it. The left is always coming after your kids, and they put everything out there in the most subtle way, little bit by little bit. But ultimately, it's very overt. It's right in your face. 
They take over the teachers' unions, then little by little they take over the colleges, then little by little they're taking over this and that. Now they're in charge of every classroom. You find me a classroom where there's anybody but the radical left in charge. You're hard-pressed to find it. The vast majority belongs to them. Our government system belongs to them because people, regular people, like you and me, we don't necessarily wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I want to make sure that I pay all my bills and that I don't really have to um, ever worry about how well my company does because I'm going to work for an organization who always gets money because they could just tax you and get it. That's the government, whether it's your city government, your state government, your federal government. The government never runs out of money. The government never lays anybody off. This is what happens in the private sector. So if you're from the private sector, salute to you. But people that work in government, and this is not a slight on everybody and anybody that's ever worked in government. I worked in government. And I can tell you from firsthand, I met people that had never had a job outside of government. And it was interesting to me that they look at life very differently. They all owned more than one home. They all earned above market rate for whatever work they did. Now, this was in the state of New Jersey. But it was fascinating to me to think that there's a microcosm of the real world. And then I realized, who's the biggest employer in the state of New Jersey? The government. So now with the state government and municipal governments and school governments and all sorts of government ultimately being the biggest employer, it makes you wonder if I'm not the minority that's in the microcosm. And I am. That's why I'm a Puerto Rican conservative Republican in New Jersey, born in Brooklyn. Very rare. It's like a unicorn. (laughs) Uh, And I'm not a unicorn. I'd rather be like a stallion, like a Clydesdale. Anyway, point is, they see things different through, through a lens where you owe them something. They are here to serve you, but not in the traditional servant leadership sense. They're thinking, look, I need to make $75,000, $130,000 a year. And I have a contract, and, and you have to honor that. And that's it. Because I need my, my retirement plan, which is called a deferred compensation, in addition to the pension that they get. Not to mention, up until a few years ago, you could cash out all your sick days. So if you worked for 30 years and never took a sick day, there were people retiring, cashing out two and $300,000. Maybe not that high. Maybe more like one hundred and fifty or two hundred k. But still, that's a ton of money. So all of that being said, they've taken over. What do we do? No, we don't crawl up into a ball and we don't get upset either. Use the anger. Use the rage. Use whatever emotion you sense and that you feel to take this back. This is a tug of war. That's the only way to win. They're coming after your kids. What are you prepared to do? Hopefully it's what Ron DeSantis is doing. Hopefully it's what moms across America are doing with these groups where they're supporting liberty and they're fighting against policies that they don't like. They're fighting against the left, which is what we all need to do ultimately, right? We've got to fight against the left because not that we need to be some sort of far right wing nation. But you need to counteract the radicalism that's infecting American culture today. And by culture, I mean your children and your children's classrooms and all of the media being consumed. Because we already know New Jersey prisoners, right? Biological males, they're now shacking up with women in jail. That's happening because the wokeism is infecting everyone everywhere. There's a really interesting story on this in the New York Post. Here's the headline, New Jersey women's prison inmates pregnant after sex with transgender prisoner. (laughs) Funny, the unidentified jailbirds became pregnant at the Edna Mahan Correctional Facility after engaging in consexual relationships that were sexual with other incarcerated persons. This is according to the Department of Corrections and their comment to NJ.com. 
In 2021, New Jersey enacted a policy to allow prisoners to be housed in accordance with their preferred gender identity. The policy was part of a settlement from a lawsuit, blah, 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 blah. According to this, this jail has 800 prisoners. 27 of them are transgender women or what we would consider to be preoperative biological males at this facility. And now they get to pick and choose. So imagine that. Hey, you're punished for doing something bad. You robbed a car. You cheated on your taxes, whatever it was. You're in jail now. And you go, hey, hold up. No, my name isn't Richard. It's Raquel. And guess what? Yep, I want to shack up with Shorty right over there. What's your name, sweetheart? Oh, yeah. Oh, you look nice and orange. Oh, that's what's up. All right. And that, is that what we can expect? I don't know. But that's what's happening in New Jersey. Now, about a month ago, there was this article in Politico with the transgender care that states are now banning, and they explained it. Now, I don't necessarily agree with this article and everything, but it's interesting because what they're pointing out here is how certain states are now suing to prevent medical providers from providing puberty blockers so that your children can't become transgenders who end up going to jail and wanting to shack up with the opposite sex, right? <laughs> That's me being a little bit facetious. But the makers of puberty-blocking drugs, which are used in this transition-related medical care for minors that they call trans-affirmation or trans-affirming medicine, they're now under investigation by Attorney General Ken Paxton of Texas, part of a bigger fight that's going on nationally to protect kids. More than a dozen states are considering proposals that would penalize healthcare providers who provide what's known as gender-affirming care to children and teenagers. Top Republican leaders in Texas, including Paxton, have said this type of care, which can refer to anything from counseling to surgery, amounts to child abuse, even as major medical organizations endorse it. Arkansas is fighting in federal court to preserve its ban on these same types of treatments. Now, clearly, this is getting very contentious, and it's something we should all research, and I'll continue to keep my finger on the pulse of this. This should be one of those things like owning a gun, like smoking cigarettes even, uh, buying weed in New Jersey. I think you got to be 21 to buy weed at a dispensary in New Jersey, and that's starting like now. Um, I think we need to make sure that people are aware of what's going on, and maybe they should even extend that to 23. If you want to become a transgender at 23, Maybe I would agree that's fair if you want to have some sort of surgery or whatever. Their argument is, oh, no, but now they can't reverse it. They have a full-blown beard. They have this and that. They've experienced puberty. You've got to do it when they're kids, puberty blocking. This, to me, should not be allowed. It should not be allowed because parents are encouraging kids. Kids are, uh, are duping their parents into getting this done. And this is not, I mean, I guess, look. I know people are trying to say this is science and this is abuse if you don't allow them to transition. I'm saying you're full of crap, and I think this is quackery. This is pseudoscience. It's snake oil, and we have to stand up. Where are our doctors that can articulate this a lot better than I can? If you're one of those doctors, give me a shout at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. I'd love to get your thoughts on this and see what we can do to support you in leading an effort because obviously you're better equipped to lead this effort than I am. But I can tell you this, most parents across America don't like the idea of their kid being asked or taught when you grow up do you want to be a boy or do you want to be a girl when you grow up do you want to marry a man or do you want to marry a woman do you want to even get married at all do you even want to be anything because this in my opinion is 
very drastically inappropriate. But I'd love to get your thoughts on that, so let me know. I'm going to tweet out the article, put it on social media, at Rich Valdez with an S. And uh, straight ahead, we're going to wrap this up, a couple of more items, and uh, maybe I'll tease what we're going to do in the next episode. So don't move a muscle more to come. Straight ahead, Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. In times like these, it's so important that we focus on the facts. I always tell you to focus on the facts. I think you hear that everywhere you go, and that's because facts are irrefutable. It's the bottom line. It's the real deal. And in times like this of uncertainty, we need to rely on the facts. I get my facts from JustFacts.com. That's F-A-C-T-S, JustFacts.com. Go to JustFacts.com and sign up for their newsletter, JustFacts.com forward slash rich. Just put my name in there and you'll get it for free. JustFacts.com slash Rich.